0: Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Happy New Year to all of you. Thank you for coming. You started your first Sunday of the year off right, being in the house of God. Can't ever go wrong doing that. Unless it's not One Cause, then, then, it's, then it's the wrong place to be. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, welcome all of you. Uh, our guests are here for the first time, and those of you that are here every week. And those of you that are here every other week, glad to have you. Anybody broke their resolution yet? Not going to admit it, just quit doing them. I told uh, our 930 service, I said, I came across one that I thought was very doable. A lot of times we kind of, Well, kind of just shoot for the moon, you know, and then land somewhere in a tree, you know, (laughs) maybe. But this guy said, I I made a resolution to read more this year, so I turned the closed caption on on my TV. (laughs) So that's my kind of resolution. (laughs) All right. Walk by faith. Walk by faith. In 2019, more than anything else, walk by faith. Make it the emphasis of your year to walk by faith. Turn to somebody and tell them, walk by faith. Walk by faith. faith. Now you've got to be more convincing than that. Come on. Convince one. Walk Walk by faith. Because if there's anything, any advice or instruction or help I could give you for this year, I think that's the greatest thing I could tell you. To walk by faith because the Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. So what if you have faith? Then it's impossible not to please Him. Hmm. So every day, every step that you take by faith is well pleasing to the Father. He wants us to fully trust in cling to, and rely on Him. Let this be the year where you invite Him in a whole lot more of your situations. You pray more than you have. You talk to Him on a regular basis. Grow in your relationship with God. And you get His Word, not only in your ears to hear and for your eyes to see, but in your mouth to speak. Because when when it becomes our confession, that's when you can really start living in those promises not just looking at them not just hearing about them but when you speak it's like your your words are building material for where you're going it's constructing a world for you to live in the scripture says uh, what is it Hebrews chapter 11 it says by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so faith helps us understand the power of our words and you being made in His image are able to create the kind of world that God wants you to live in the kind, and to have the experiences He wants you to have by speaking His word. And when you get His word in your mouth, then you get His reality. Amen. So hold fast the confession of your faith and walk by faith. The scripture says, we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. We're, that's the good thing about the Christian experience that we're not just bound to what we taste, touch, smell, hear, and see. Taste, touch, smell here. okay. All right, because faith is outside of that central, sensual realm. It doesn't even, it doesn't even uh, uh, c- calculate in that way. Faith is simply taking God at His word and receiving from Him of His grace, of His mercy, of His power, of His strength, of His love. I like this about God. See, you know what that, you know what that does? It really takes all the striving and all that stuff out of your walk with God. Because your walk with God is not about striving. It's about resting. It's about resting in Him and the finished work of Jesus. Jesus did all the striving that was necessary for you to have a right relationship with God so that you don't have to strive. If you're striving, you need to stop striving and start trusting Jesus. All right, And believe that he finished this thing. He finished this work. He said it's finished. He has completed it. His blood has covered all. Actually, not just covered. It has taken away the sins of the world, the scripture says. It's better than covered. It's wiped them out. Amen. And God was in him, in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. So remember this. Remember this amazing salvation that God has given you. And remember that it was by his grace. Not by works of righteousness that we've done. Not by... Uh, our performance, not because we went to church four times in a row. No, it's because God loved you. Yeah. See, mercy—the mercy of God—is so good because it's it's us not getting what we deserve, right? But grace is you receiving what God wants you to have. First Corinthians chapter sixteen, verse nine. Apostle Paul is speaking, he says, for a great and effective door has opened to me. I want you to see this year, 2019, as a great and effective door that's open for you. It's opened to you by God, through his son. See, when Jesus died, the windows of heaven opened up for all those who believe. Uh, We're not earning any of that, we're receiving it all. And this door, this year, a great and effective door. I want you to say that with me right now, say, a great and an effective door has opened to me. All right? So here's the opportunity God has set up for you. This is so powerful. The word great here, I like it. It's a, I mean, it's a massive word. It's got all kinds of definitions to it. And it's, it's wide, and uh, it also means uh, spacious. But one of, one of the definitions in the, the Greek text that caught my attention was prepared on a grand scale prepared on a grand scale, which means that God has so many wonderful experiences waiting for you. you. So much of the riches of His grace He wants you to experience. And so I've been praying, Lord, expand my life. Lord, help my life to enlarge to that reality of how big your promise is. And I want to say to you today that Isaiah chapter 54 says, and Isaiah 54 is actually a response to 53. You know, chapter 53 talks about the suffering servant, what Jesus did for us. As Steve was talking about this morning, he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we were healed. And then after all that's done, Isaiah 54 opens up with, sing, O barren ones. You who have not had children, break forth into singing because you're going to have more children than, than those who have been having kids. And break forth on the right and the left. Expand. Launch out. Reach out. Let this be the year that you expect anything is possible. Because with God, all things are possible. Amen. Might as well come into this year looking for possibilities. Amen. And, and looking to live in all the potential that God has planned for you. I wish there was a period there and this verse was over. After it says the door's open to be, and there are many adversaries. That's when the, you know, the music comes in in the movie when things are about to go bad. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> and there are many adversaries. Oh, I could have done without knowing that. Oh, no, know it. Because if you're going to choose to walk by faith, you are going to have adversarial challenges. You're going to have lots of opposition and things that are coming. Because everything about God and about the life that He came to give us and for us to experience goes against the grain of this world, of its thinking, of its philosophy, of its believing, uh, uh, certainly against the devil, And then it's also fighting your own fleshly desires. So you got the world, the flesh, and the devil to contend with, and these are the adversaries on a regular basis. Now, you can tell that flesh what to do because you're in control. You can choose, right? You really can make a choice. You can't help the way you think. I can't help it. Yes, you can. Uh, God gave you a brain, and he gave you a gift called choice. All right? I just say what, I can't help it. I just say what comes to my mind. No, 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 you don't have to. And we'd all appreciate if you wouldn't always speak your mind. And you can still be honest. And pleasant at the same time. By not always speaking your mind. We need to speak His mind, not our mind. Scripture says to put on the mind of Christ. And to let our speech always be with grace seasoned with salt that we may know how we ought to answer every man there are great and effective doors open to me and there are many adversaries that's why i'm telling you you're going to have to walk by faith because of the adversary because there's no other way to win god has given you a measure of faith and that measure of faith has been prepared for you to win to overcome first john 5:4 says whatever is born of god overcomes the world And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Do you see that? Has overcome. If you're in faith, you've already overcome. Ooh, that's good. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. See, faith isn't that which takes you to victory. It's not a vehicle you get in to go to victory. Faith is the victory. Catch that. You're already living in the state of victory. Now, sometimes your circumstances are going to—they're going to fight that, and you're—you're not—you're going to be looking for the uh, circumstantial evidence of this truth. But we don't live that way. We expect our circumstances to change by our faith, and we do not let our circumstances move us out of faith. Have faith in God. Come on, tell somebody. Have faith in God. Walk by faith. Amen. So you're going to have these challenges. Jesus said in the world, you're going to have trouble. Amen? Yeah. Welcome to the yeah. war and welcome to the world. Yeah. Now there's a place, there's a, day, there's a great place called heaven. None of that's there. Yeah. Thank God. That's where we're going. But until then, we've got to put on our big boy britches and big girl britches. Speaking of britches, I'm going to be a grandfather. I don't know why britches made me think of that, but even more lovely, not only is she the prettiest wife and the prettiest mother, but she's about to be the prettiest grandmother I've ever seen, no doubt about it. We found out Sunday that our first grandchild is cooking in the oven right now. And we'll be here somewhere around September ish, is what we're guessing. And then my mother in law is here today, who is a very good grandmother, but now she's about to be a great grandmother. So, awesome. This is one of the most terrifying feelings and most exhilarating feelings all at the same time. Because, I mean, the reality of you are old enough to be a grandfather has hit me square in the face. <laughs> you can't go around it, you can't, you can't back up, you can't go back and tell you, you're there. But I'm very excited. I want us to, to for a couple of minutes, go to First Kings chapter 18. I want to give you some things, some responses to grab a hold of from the Scripture today that will help you to overcome. When you have the right kind of responses, and those responses all must be in faith, all right? Um, Then when you're walking by faith, then you'll always make the right choice and you'll always do the right thing. It really does clear up so much of the clutter in our lives, it takes the confusion out, just simply choosing to believe God. Then then it happened when Ahab saw Elijah that Ahab said to him, Is that you, O troubler of Israel? Now you have to know who these two men are. I think most everybody knows who Elijah is, right? He's the prophet, the man of God. Ahab is the king of Israel at this time. Ahab has a wife. She's not a very good wife. Her name is Jezebel. All right? And so he says, Is that you, O troubler of Israel? Now the reason he is saying this to Elijah is because Elijah prior to this had told him What God told him to say, and that is, it's not going to rain until I say it's going to rain. Now they're about seven years later, and guess what? The prophet was right. It has not rained in seven years. Wow. And they're in a drought, and they're in a famine, and water has become a most precious commodity. Is that you, O troubler of Israel? Now watch this, verse 18. And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but you and your father's house have, in that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord and have followed the Baals, that is, the foreign gods. The word Baal means Lord. They, they have chosen another Lord. And he says, you're the one who brought this. Is that you, O troubler of Israel? One, one, one way to stay in faith and to walk by faith and know you're walking by faith is that when things are said against you, don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. That might mean you, that you need to stay off social media for a little bit so you can get your wits about you. Huh? Don't take it personally. People are going to say stupid stuff, they're going to say mean things. It's just going to happen. This is the way of the world, right? Attacks are going to come, stuff's going to happen, but don't take it personally. Because if you do, here's the problem, when you take it personally, that's when the fog begins to set in in your life. And then you really can't see properly and you can't think properly. And and, and one of the signs that you've come in now into confusion, that you've taken it personally, is you start questioning God in a moment like that. It's the last question we need to ask. Questioning him and his character and why he's allowing this to happen. Where is God in all this? Hey, you're in the fog. Listen, this is the time not to question God, but to declare him. And to say, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. My God is on my side, and if God be for me, who can be against me? Huh? No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I will condemn. That's what the Bible promises me. And so you can know if someone is in faith or out of faith by what's coming out of their mouth. What will you say this year? What will you allow yourself to believe? What, What or who will you question? I say, never question him, his character, He's already proven himself. If he'll give you Jesus, he'll give you anything. Yeah. Didn't he show us how on our side he is and was? The very fact that he became a man. He became a man. And he's still a man. The scripture says that there is one God and one mediator between God and man the man, Christ Jesus. He's God, no doubt, but he's man. And that man is seated there next to the Father to ensure that all mankind will forever have hope. I love this. I love this about our God. He became so personal to us. The man. The man, Christ Jesus. So don't take it personally. Understand God's on you. See, the enemy, he's going to whisper lies to you all the time. How many of you figured out that he's a liar? You figured that out yet? Now, he can be persuasive, no doubt about it. He does have the power of persuasion. But let me tell you this, that's all he's got. The Scripture says that for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. The only reason the devil is able to wreak any havoc in anybody's lives is because people allow that to happen. Not because he can just overpower anybody. He doesn't have that power. But if you open the door and invite him in, then you've invited him to come in and bring his chaos. Amen. He's, he roams about like a roaring lion. doesn't say he is a roaring lion. He just sounds like one. Seeking whom he may devour. See, he doesn't have permission unless, I mean, he can't unless you give him permission. Seeking whom he may. And you just keep that, uh, no, you may not. You keep that sign on your window. Huh? <laughs> Because he is, he is your real enemy, and, and the confusion happens when you start wondering about God and his goodness and start to question all that, then who do you really know who to fight? If God is this schizophrenic God who kind of just goes on by both sides of the fence like our politicians do, then he, how can you trust him? How can you trust what he has to say? Well, he's God, he can do whatever he wants. No, 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 he can't. No, he can't because he said he's not going to do that. The scripture says it is impossible for God to lie. Impossible. Wow. He's made it impossible. That's good news to me. This means our God can be trusted. He's good and he's always good. He doesn't just, he doesn't act like us. He doesn't get ticked off and just forget everything he said, break all his promises. Hmm? I'm done with you. After all I've done for you, I thank God he doesn't act like me. Hmm? He's faithful, 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 tried and true, time and time again, generation after generation after generation, God is good, 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 good. and that's always uh, he's ever going to be. He's not good because we are good, because we be good, or because we do good. He's good because that's who he is. His goodness is not dependent upon my goodness. He's good all by himself. Mm. That blesses me. And the devil hates God. And when he sees you walking around because you're made in his image, he tries, to, since he can't touch God, he tries to get at him by attacking you. All right? Don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. Stay in faith. Therefore, stay in victory. Stay in victory. Amen. Don't be moved by your circumstances. Don't be moved by them. Um, This, see, I thank God for the saving grace of God. Thank God that he saved me from so much uh, legalism and stuff that I was raised in, you know, in church and like Steve was talking about at communion, like everything was about your sin and your failure, you know? And, and you heard, always heard a message like, something's wrong with you. It was always this. Something's wrong with you. Something's wrong. You need to, fit, you need to get to the altar, and you need to get to the altar, get to the altar, get to the altar. Well, we went to the altar all the time, and nothing really was changing. We were just kind of in this cycle, like, I don't know, packs of cigarettes were thrown on the altar, and then they just went back to the, out of there and went to the store and bought some more. And then the next thing, oh, God, I mean, it's just the same thing over over and over again Because, because the problem was is that everything was about the sin. And it was all about the sin, then how do you know how to overcome? See, we need an emphasis of grace because the Scripture says, sin shall not have dominion over you. You're not under law. You're under grace. It's His grace that empowers you to live on top. Amen. To be the head and not the tail, above only and never beneath. First, not second. I want to get a bracelet that says, I am first. (laughs) Not because I did it, because he propped me to first place. The scripture says, he seated us in heavenly places with him. I'd say, that's first place. Amen. (laughs) I am first because of him. All right, okay. Anyway, I I, I love the, I am second, guys. I'm not coming against them. But then there's this this idea, so religion's always talking about, um, there's, there's something wrong with you, and then they'll take a, a Bible most of the time out of context and apply it to fix your issue. And most of the time it's condemning, it's hammering you, it's making you feel bad all the time. And I, I just don't understand that because the Scripture says that, that we preach the gospel of peace and we bring glad tidings of good things, that's what we're commanded to preach. I don't want to in those feel-good messages. I want to hear the truth. The truth is good news. You don't like good news? Then go find somebody that'll condemn you to hell. But you're not going to get that here. I'm here to preach the gospel. Christ died for your sins. He was buried. He rose again from the dead the third day. There's the news. I love that. Whoever believes on Him will have everlasting life. But religion has all these little phrases. You know, I don't know if you've We're raised in any of this kind of atmosphere, but it's always like, take it to the cross. You got to take it to the cross, Brother Eric. What am I taking? Got to take it to the cross. Why? He took it to the cross. What am I supposed to take to the cross? If he took it to the cross, Paul said, I am crucified with him. If I'm trying to take something to the cross, then that means I don't believe what he did for me. I don't trust what Jesus did. i got to add my own to this crucifixion. God, forgive us for our pagan thinking. It's him or nothing. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't see any scripture and verse on that. Take it and most of the time when these religious nuts, they preach on the cross, it's always about the cross you got to bear. you got to take up your cross. It's always that, take up your cross. He took up the cross. He died for my sins on that cross. He broke the curse. He became the curse. And the blessing of God came to me through that cross. Amen. He took that handwriting of requirements called the Law of Moses out of the way, nailing it to his cross. He disarmed the devil. Where? At that cross. This is a finished, thorough, complete work. And he took away the sins of the world, including mine, including Nathan's. And that was, I'm sure that was a tall order. But, but he wiped it all out. Jesus did everything. Oh, but I don't see a scripture in verse where it tells me I need to take something to the cross. But my family, I do see a scripture in verse that tells me that I got a throne of grace to go to. Because he went to the cross, I get to go to the throne of grace. Woo, praise God. And God has a requirement in how we go to the throne of grace. He has a requirement. The, I have terms that you must meet in order to have access to the throne of grace. You know, when you think about going to the throne of grace, approaching God, it's kind of a daunting thought, isn't it? Yeah. Please don't kill me. No, no, no. No, he says, Here's, these are my terms. This is how yeah. thorough Jesus has dealt with everything that was between us and God. He says, yeah. when you come, come boldly. Yeah. 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 Those are my terms. you got to come in here and act like you own the place. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! I love this about God. Because He's not just a God. He is our Father. I would hate if my kids came groveling to me all the time. Oh, Dad, I'm not worthy to be your child. Don't look upon me. Have mercy on me. That'd drive me nuts. Shut up. What are you doing? Hmm? Think about how our father is, and he's got these kids acting like beggars. Bound up in religion. Ignorant of what Jesus has done, what he's accomplished. Don't take it personally. God's on your side. And remember, he has given you the victory. Victory is a gift. It's not something you earn. It's a gift from God. Amen. Amen. I'm grateful to God for that. I didn't even get anywhere close to where I was going on my notes. That's okay, though. I want to remind you today that God loves you. He really loves you. Really loves you. How could he do that? How could he give up his son? How could he let his own son die for us? That's a love I can't comprehend. I have kids. I wouldn't give them up to save anybody's life. But God did. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Let's pray for a moment. Father, I want to say thank you for this time together. Thank you for your precious son who, while we were yet sinners, you demonstrated your love to us and Christ died for our sins while we were still in sin. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for going through what you went through the awful, awful suffering and the rejection and even being forsaken for us, for our sins, so that we could have peace with God. And the Scripture teaches us, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Make a determination this year, More than ever, to walk by faith, to walk by faith, to declare what God has said and keep saying it and keep believing it until you're seeing it with your own eyes, because his word is true, his promise is real, and Jesus has ensured that every promise from God is now yes and amen. God's answer to you is yes, 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 but you need to ask. Let your request be made known to God, the scripture says. And let it be known to God with thanksgiving. I love that. In other words, why do we need to give thanks if we haven't had it yet? Thanksgiving, thanksgiving is the attitude of faith. Saying, I believe it's already done. I believe when I come to you, God, and I pray, I'm not just throwing words out in the air. I'm not just rolling the dice. Or, uh, th- No, no, I have an assurance that, God, you hear me when I pray. Because I meet you on your terms, and that is by believing you. Believing your word. When you pray, pray by faith. That's what makes your prayer effective. Not long, drawn-out prayers. The longer I pray, maybe I'll get his attention. You already got his attention. (laughs) His son died for you. What he wants you to do is believe when you pray. Believe that when you pray, you're going to get what you asked for. Believe that he is that good that your heavenly father wants to give you what you asked for. Jesus said, whatever things you desire... When you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. This is your invitation. It's a wide open invitation. Whatever things you desire when you pray. But we've been trained to just reason all that stuff out instead of just believe it. We talk ourselves right out of all that stuff. Well, obviously, he didn't mean everything. Obviously, he didn't mean whatever. He said whatever. How are we supposed to interpret this? Yeah, but I think that's the problem. You need to believe. You need to believe what he said. Hey, I'm talking to Eric Holler. This message hit me before it hit you, so we're all in this thing together. Let's take him at his word. Let's believe him. Not live in confusion. Not live in indecision. But have the best year ever. Because a great and effective door has been opened for you this year. And... There are many adversaries, but you have the victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for being here today. I'm sorry we went a whole hour and 11 minutes today. Usually about this time growing up, the pastor usually said, that was just the introduction. You're like, oh, my God. (laughs) Let's stand together. I just want to lead you in a confession for a moment. If you grab a hold of these words today. I choose to walk by faith. I choose to believe God. Therefore, to please God. A great and effective door has opened to me. And I will go through it. And I will walk by faith and live in victory. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.